On with the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Voices Misery Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm of course a nerd. You guys know my voice already, and I'm very excited today because we are going to go take a walk on the other side. And this is one of the things that I like to do is have topics and conversations about things that we don't know about, the unknown. And sometimes when I don't know these answers to these questions, because I don't know anything, I'm an idiot, I have to bring on an expert. And this woman knows more. <laughs> Oh, she's laughing already, which means we're off to a great start. Her name is Rain Dalrymple, and she is a woman that knows a lot about a lot of things that we're going to get into today. Rain, how are you? And thank you for coming on the show. I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me, nerd. And I really feel strange calling you nerd, but but that's <laughs> okay. what we're going with. So that's what we're going to call you. <laughs> so, um, no, but I'm great. It's, it's really been warm here. I'm in Canada and uh, out west in Canada, and we are having like extremely high temperatures here, which is quite unusual uh, for this for this area. But we're going with it, you know, just lots of air conditioning and diving in the pool once in a while, and that fixes things up. You are the first non-U.S. citizen, I believe. Oh, no, wait, I take that back. We, we've had other non-U.S. citizens, but you're the first from Canada. How is life wow. up there? You know, if we're talking about the uh, lockdown and whatnot, it, it does vary from uh, province to province in some ways, just as it probably does for you from state to state. But on a general consensus, things are moving into um, the release of the restrictions. So we're heading towards, uh, it's between like July 2nd and July 11th for most of the provinces where, you know, masking can be lifted and, and that sort of thing. So it it's, seems to be progressing in a positive direction. You guys have it all right up there. I mean, you guys have always been the envy of us here in America because you guys have a lot of things right. Like you guys have, and I know you have to pay for it somehow, some way in your taxes, obviously, but you guys have free health care. You guys were yes. giving away, what, $2,000 per household per month while yes. you guys were locked down. Yeah. How does Canada get it so right and we get it so wrong all the time, but we're supposed to be the super. I don't know about that. You know, like just, you know, sitting back, we're going on what, about 17 months now. And just, you know, I've, I don't really listen to mainstream news. I hear bits of it coming from other people that listen to it. I listen to more of the underground newscast and, and all of the rising private channels, you know, such as yourself. And there's a lot of them now, right? Because yeah. of the restrictions. And I, I feel like, you know, any one country hasn't been segregated in that way. It's been worldwide, where a lot of the truth has been kept out of mainstream. So it has forced people to literally, you know, become their own uh, reporters and become their own podcasters and, and to just kind of get the truth out there and report what they're seeing and hearing and that sort of thing, right? Um, as far as getting it right, I think when you look across uh the whole globe 
that there's some things that some countries are getting right and some things that they're not. You know, I'm kind of like, as a Canadian, I'm envious of some of, like Belgium, I think it was. My goodness, those people, they had millions of, of them out there marching in the main streets, you know, of downtown Belgium for their freedom. And it was just like, it just sends goosebumps over you because you're like, wow, how loyal are these people, you know, to each other and to their freedom? And it's, when I look across Canada, um, there have been people that have come forward and there are, there are quite a number of people, actually, uh, I think her name's Laura... Linny, I believe, out of BC. She's one of them that's been traveling across Canada and interviewing people and, and finding the truth and sharing the truth and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's been really difficult, I, I feel, when I look at Canada as compared to even, say, some of the stuff that was happening in the U.S., like, we're so passive. But you could probably say we're known for that. Right. We're known as this kind, you know, this kind country. And like, you know, when people you're in the grocery store and someone bumps into you, they say, oh, sorry, like like they, you know, slashed your arm or something. So we're just we're just kind of known like as this kind country. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But politically, there's been a lot of upheaval here. There's been it's really and I and I would say, you know, even in the U.S., Politically, we've all been going through a lot. Oh, absolutely. Now, before we get into anything here, I, I want people to understand who you are and what you're about. So, Rain, let people know a little bit about yourself, what you do, who you are. Just tell us a little bit about yourself here. Okay, well, I've, I've been in the helping profession for, uh, you know, approximately 25 years now. And when I say helping profession, that's a pretty vast uh, category, but oh, yeah. you know, I've worked with vulnerable persons. I've worked with, uh, you know, that have been disabled or partially disabled, or have had, you know, FASD or partially blind or deaf, you know, things like that. And I've worked with um, ex-offenders. You know, I ran a, a, a life skills program for uh, almost 12 years. There were two different programs there, so that was. That was so rewarding. It, all of it has been rewarding. It's, it's, you know, they teach us more than we could possibly help them with. But, you know, just helping people to evolve. And, and you know, I, then I began, um, because I had been in programming for so long in the school system and that sort of thing, I started working with daycares and developing programs uh, for the staff to work with the, the children. like introducing art with them and activity and and so of course you know that always involves behavior because a lot of them have behavioral issues of course they would they're away from mom and dad all day you know so I've really done a lot of things and then recently um, about four months ago I my book was published called Sight Beyond Sight Mm -hmm. and you know it's such I enjoyed writing this book so much because I began writing it so long ago, probably like 10 years ago. And then when COVID hit and we were all sort of locked down, I thought, well, you know, I had started writing a little bit every day, a paragraph here and there. And then I thought, you know, I'm not just going to sit here and be a couch potato and watch Netflix all day. Let's do something. So I just decided to finish it. And that's what I did. Right. So 
it's it's an interesting book because as we anyone that's written a book before knows that you know you start off with the title and you have these ideas in mind but it always ends up evolving and becoming something a little different so what I really talk about you know what what the identifier is in the book is intuition so intuitive consciousness and empowering that right empowering our ability to be in tune with with our truth and our reality and and all of that like at a soul level but also you know with a practical um, consideration as well because we have to be realistic as well oh absolutely and i agree with you 100 percent there now the fact that you you wrote this book site beyond sight which is you know, whenever you write a book, it's it's your personal thoughts, your beliefs, and everything, and you're you're putting your your own passion in, into words for other people to read. How nerve wracking is it? And how did you come up with the topic, sight beyond sight? How did you come up with this book? And and just what was the process like? Well, oh my goodness, talk about a growth, <laughs> you know, evolution, like personal development. Yes, yes, and yes. You you absolutely like. You know, I, I was writing it and writing it, and, and then you're changing the titles and you're, you know, of the chapters, and then you're you're moving things around because you're trying to keep it uh, in a synchronistic flow so that it's interesting for someone to read. And really, like, it started out as, call, I called it the knowing, is, is how it actually started. And then as, you know, you know, I'm a psychic medium as well, and I've been doing that for about 10 years now, so... As I, I began to share the stories that of my life experiences, you know, of, of seeing angels and, uh, you know, my guides talking to me, sharing information with me, other experiences that people have shared with me uh, here and there, it really, it just took on a life of its own. And I realized it needed to be called something more extensive than the knowing. Knowing is one thing. But to have sight, to have vision beyond is, is like a higher level of mm. dimensional progression, right? So it just, it, just, it just took on a life of its own, really, is the reality. Now, how did you start helping people? Because you did mention in the beginning that you like to help people. You just like to just be a part of their lives and just learn how they act and and, and just get the ways to improve their own lives. When and how did this start? Because helping people is something that people do for their entire lives. I mean, if if, if you're a servant of others. Yeah, you're in service, yeah. yeah I would have to service. say, geez, probably going back as far as my teens, I can remember talking about it. I can remember, you know, one night I, I was hanging out with some girlfriends. We were having a pajama party, and her brother wanted to quit high school he only had like he was at the beginning of grade 12 and that was something that you know of course our life experiences affect how we deal with others and that was one thing my dad always said to me like all of us like get your grade 12 because you're gonna need you know you need your grade 12 you have to have that if you go on to college or university after that fine but you need that so I stayed up until like 2 in the morning talking to her brother you know, convincing him of all the positives to getting his grade 12. And and so it was just, it was a passion that, it was something that was just inside of me that I knew that I needed to do, that it was on my heart. And I think too, like when I was young, 
I and I do talk about it very briefly in my book, but I try not to go like into too much detail about the trauma that I experienced as a child. But having had those experiences, and you know, this is where a lot of your listeners, if they, you know, have had traumatic things happen in their lives, it's it's we can take something that has been traumatic and we can dwell in it, which we will for a time. I mean, we can choose to dwell on something for a month or years, but it's it's to take that trauma and, and do something good with it. And that's how I felt. I felt like, you know, I actually, I didn't have the memories until I was, you know, in, in my adult years, but there was just something within me that was driving me to help people. You know, this passion that I had to to help people to see things from a different perspective. And then, of course, you know, when I had, you know, some traumatic memories come to me, you know, in my adult years, you know, I went through many years of, of you know, going to group therapy and classes and reading and, you know, counseling support and, and just, you know, meeting with friends and bouncing, you know, sharing ideas and experiences with one another. And, and so you do just get to a point where you need to decide. Right? You need to decide what you want to do. And that's what brought me to going to university, you know, as an adult, because I thought, you know, I need more. There there's something there's something I need more of in the educational realm to merge my life experiences with. Now, something happened to you in particular mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. were five years old. Yes. And I wanna ask you about this. What happened when you were five? Well, I actually, what happened was, um, I, I was abused, uh, by an adult. And when that happened, I went out of my body. So some of your listeners may have had those, uh, an out of body experience. And a lot of times this does happen with, like with children, it happens to all, can happen to us as adults as well. But what happens when you're a child is you're escaping that reality so you're in this moment of something that you have no control over because you're so young and you you just go into another world basically you know some some will go into like another world through their mind you know their psychosis will change and they'll just like check out but what happened with me was i just literally checked out with my body so my soul lifted off my body and I went, I could feel myself going up over my head. And then, of course, your soul isn't, you know, weighted down with your body. So it's it's in flow and it's in movement. And I just slipped out of the crack and, uh, you know, slipped into another room. And then, at, you know, when I was there, I kind of went in this, um, like a bubble. I guess you could describe it that way. Like, I was in a bubble and I couldn't hear anything. And I just like kind of hovered there for a time. And then all of a sudden I, I went back through the crack and slipped back into my body. Hmm. So, you know, very traumatic and, and very, uh, you don't understand what's going on. And of course, you know, I, I was five. So I just, you know, fell on the floor after that and cried and cried. And, um, but it, you know, all of, you know, when these things happen to us, it definitely does something to us. It changes us. Um, 
it, it can cause us to be afraid for sure. But I believe what happened to me in those moments is that whether you want to call it God, creator, source, angels, I believe that they were with me because it almost seemed like as I moved through life, there was this compassion that I had for people that I couldn't explain, right? I just, I, I, there was no way that I could explain it, you know, why I felt this compassion towards other people when I had had such a terrible experience. It sounds like you're you're experiencing astral projection at five years old. Yeah, that's yeah. Your your listeners might you know be familiar with that. And have you ever had anything like that happen to you? Any kind of like astral projection or out of body type experiences? Kinda. And my experience with it is, I mean, when I have like a really crazy dream, like I'm falling off a building and. I land on the ground, like I'll feel myself wake up in real time with like a little bit of the jolt in my spine. Mm, yeah. Where it's like I feel like my life is rushing back to this physical being or this physical body, where my mental was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's and what maybe, they say. Yeah, yeah, they say that that's what's happened to us, right? We're out there, we're traveling around because our soul is light, and it can move, right? Sure. But when we come back into our body, it's a, it's just like you described it. it. It's like a jolt. Like you're 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 going from this lightweight, floaty feeling, and you're boom, going right back into the body. Mm-hmm. It feels like you weren't even there in the first place. It, it's like mm-hmm. you really feel like you were in this one place, and your body just gets rushed back and like fast forward to another yeah. place. And you wake up and you're like jumping. You're like, what the hell happened to me? Yeah. You you feel like you are you like you have that feeling like you almost fell out of bed, right? That's the exactly. feeling that you have. Yeah. But you know, like the reason that we do come back into our body is that we're connected by what is called the silver cord. So the silver cord is attached to our crown. And it it's a it's a spiritual, you know. It's not a physical, it's, you know, it, it, we, we live in the physical world, right? Right now, we live in the tangible 3D world. Yeah. So it's really hard sometimes for us to conceptualize, well, what do you mean there's a cord attached to my head, right? But it, it's a spiritual cord that is light, it's, it, it's invisible if you want to look at it that way. And that is what is attached to the higher realms, you know, to infinite intelligence, which is God's source whatever you want to call it, divine mm-hmm. life force. And so that's why when we do go out and about and we're having those experiences, we are able to come right back to our body and find our body. You know, we don't end up in someone else's body because we're still connected. And when we do eventually die, like when we pass away, that cord is severed. So that's why, you know, then we're just a body now without the soul in it anymore. So everyone can relate to the fact that, you know, like how I was saying how I had a weird dream and I woke up and I was jolted out of my body. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. That's something that everyone had that one moment. How do you keep those moments going? As And, and, and as far as the question I'm asking is, is like when you're young, you're impressionable and, and you believe in pretty much everything that anyone ever tells you. 
But as you get older, you become naive. You have these jaded life experiences that really shut you off from anything else that might happen in other astral planes or, or worlds. How do you keep yourself focused where you can have these experiences even past childhood? Mm-hmm. Well, when we're aware of it, so first of all, we need to be aware of it to be able to recognize it and to have some understanding that we want to experience that again. And we can achieve that a lot of ways. You know, people pray, they meditate, they'll chant. You know, chant is a, a different form of meditation. Um, we, can, we can use these uh, tools, these experiences as tools to help us to get into a different state. Because what happens, like, think of it this way. If you're sitting in a room and you're trying to meditate and you're meditating with your eyes open, it's pretty hard to do that, right? Because you're sitting there and you're looking at everything in the room. So your brain is active and you're, it's like you're assessing everything that you're looking at. Oh, that chair is green or that couch is blue. And, you know, you're you're looking at everything and you're assessing everything because the mind is always active. But when we go into a meditative state, or a prayer state, or chanting, or even sleep for that matter, right? We're going into a different state, and our eyes are closed. And I and I laugh because in my book I say, you know, there's very few times when you think of it when we close our eyes. There, when you think of the instances in our lives when we close our eyes, you know, maybe when we're swimming, when we go underwater, when we're kissing someone. Maybe if we're on a roller coaster, there's very few instances when we do that. So when we're meditating, when we close our eyes, now we shut off that visual external world and we can go within. And so that's the key to the question that you're asking. That is the key is we need to go within to go into that state again. And all we need to do is ask. You know, whatever our desire is. I remember one year um, I was, well, first I had to tackle meditation. And it was funny because every time I tried to meditate, uh, the, you know, you know, I, I envisioned this. I was on one side of, you know, a bridge and there was a beautiful, beautiful paradise on the other side. And there was this like wooden slat bridge going all across. And I thought, you know, oh, how beautiful it would be to cross that and as I'm, as I'm, you know, meditating and doing this, the slats kept falling out in front of me. It was like my own, my own um, spirit, my own soul did, was so afraid to go that route that I couldn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to keep trying. It took me several, several days and attempts to practice that in order to, to create that that meditative result, right? Like I said, it, it was really difficult. It was really challenging for me to to pursue that, but I continued to pursue it because you know that there's value in it. You know when there's when there is some kind of a something coming up against you that is preventing you from from doing or accomplishing what your your goal is. You know in your spirit that all the more that you need to do that right mm. because that's our conditioning that's what was happening to me literally is the conditioning that i had experienced in my lifetime 
as well as the conditioning from uh, generations, um, right? In our, it's in our DNA. It's 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 in our genetic makeup to go to that negative uh, perception. So it's we have to push ourselves. And then uh, another time, I remember uh, at that time, you know, I was raising my children, and and we were we attended church, and and I really, really, really wanted to pray in tongue. I really thought that was really awesome, and and the reason I thought it was really awesome was because, you know, there's times when you're asking, or you're you're praying, and there's there's times when you just don't have the words. You're in such a dire situation that, or you're maybe in so much grief that you don't even have the words to formulate, to ask for what you need. So I was watching Benny Hinn and he just said, you just, you just like train your lips and your mouth and your vocals to just blab. And so I started doing that. And again, another thing that just took me time. And next thing I know, I was praying in tongue. Did I know what I was saying? No, nope. <laughs> I did not. Mm. But it, it was relief for me at that time because, the, you know, there were times that I really, again, I just didn't have the words to, to say what I, what I needed. And, and it, was, it was very, it was a soulful experience. It was very deep within and these are the kind of things and places we need to go in order to evolve because if we're just looking at things at a surface level we're not going to evolve as quickly or as deeply sure right it makes, it makes a lot of sense absolutely but i do want to ask you about this this different state that people can go to so when you go to sleep or you have these these moments where you astral project yourself into this other realm is this realm the same for every person or is it unique to each individual this is something i'm i'm, I'm really having a hard time understanding because i just want to because there's so many different religions out there there's people that practice uh christianity judaism uh, some people are, are, are mormons and there's a hundred thousand other different religions out yeah. there so everyone has their own beliefs as to where you go or what happens when you go to the other realm is it one set place or is it what you individually believe in as a person? Well, belief definitely drives everything. You know, it's it's the, the navigator to what you're going to experience. Like if you don't believe that there's an afterlife or you don't believe that you could travel to another planet or, or whatever, if you don't have like, like a, a sense of hope about you, and about your experience it's going to be more difficult for you to experience that mm -hmm. so if you're in that situation it it very much so helps you to sit with someone and i mean a lot of this can be done online now right because you yeah. know there's no walls with energy that's what people have to get is and realize that you know it, it's basically if you look at the earth and you look at the universe it's it's all an open book it's just that we have you know this this uh, closed off view that we have to go to a building to pray or that you know we have to be out in a field I mean we can we can sit with someone on a zoom and we can have a spiritual experience the same way as if we were in the room with them right mm -hmm. so 
you know, it's there. There is no one specific place either that you're going to go. Every experience is different, and part of the reason for this is our personalities. You know, our belief systems. You know, some people belong, like you say, to different churches. Some people don't belong to a church at all. Um, some people are very spiritual and and don't and never have attended church in their lives. Mm-hmm. Some have, you know, followed religion, you know, when they were in their family systems, and then they they found, you know, more of a Zen perspective, and they actually, you know, achieved, you know, deeper understanding and and deeper experiences that way. So, yeah. you know, re- I I believe that religion is necessary to a degree. I believe that religion helps us. It's it's kind of like a guidebook, and there's rules, and there's things that our cerebral brain can grasp and understand and help us to be good people and to guide us and, and to make good and better decisions. Um, but religion isn't what we're talking about in the sense of consciousness because God is, is one God source energetically across the entire world and the entire galaxies and and universes and so it's this one source of energy and i i don't even understand how god can be everywhere all the time i mean it's we'll never fully understand it until we're there i believe i mean i've watched some documentaries where people have had experiences where they've you know been on an operating table and gone out of their body and gone in you know, visited God, uh, Jesus, um, they've gone into galaxies and seen color and just, you know, they've had like these phenomenal experiences and they're nothing like the rigid, you know, guilt producing experiences that, you know, were taught through religion at all. Like mm-hmm. Most of them have had like amazing, just beautiful, loving experiences. And, you know, my experiences with, you know, of course, like, you know, I I, I talk to God all the time. God is my source. But when I'm doing psychic readings and I'm, you know, and I'm asking for guidance when I'm, you know, with a client, I'm I'm asking my guides and they are of God and, and they're, they're, their their energy and their power comes from God, right? So when we look at the hierarchy, I mean, this is my understanding, is when we look at the hierarchy of, of power, there's, you know, source, and then there's, you know, all the archangels, which are Archangel Gabriel, Raphael, Michael, all of these angels that are given charge to help support all of us, here and to be there for us and and to guide us and then we we're all we all also have personal guides that are with us our entire lives right yeah oh exactly you know we're born with they ne- they never leave us they never ever leave us they're with us you know we have one guide that is for sure with us either you know they come on on the team when you're in vitro or once you're born however you know maybe it varies who knows? Mm-hmm. But they are with us our entire lives. And, and we can come to have a relationship with them, just like we do with someone in our family. 
you know, we can talk to them and ask them for guidance. And I mean, when you start coming into this world, it's so surreal that it just blows you away. When things start happening, you just, you're, you're almost in shock sometimes because, you know, things happen that just don't even make sense, like logically, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. Now, how do you separate yourself and, 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 and how do you just take an outsider's look from when someone is saying the things that you're saying and, and having these experiences and seeing the things that you see? How do you separate yourself from someone who might be crazy or someone who's normal? Like, how do you know that what you're seeing is for real? Because there's a lot of people out there that say that they see things. Right. And they're classified as crazy nutcases and, and they're locked away for many years. Mm-hmm. How do you know that what you're seeing is the true thing that you're supposed to see? And how do you convince others that are looking for guidance from you that what mm-hmm. you're seeing is, is real? Well, I can only share with you what I do because, I mean, I mean, everyone has different guidelines that, that help them to assess mm-hmm. the information and to process it and to understand, you know, if they're making the right choice or not. Because let's say, let's just throw, you know, an idea out there. Let's say you're trying to decide whether to move to another city. You're thinking of, you know, going to school or taking on a job there that you've applied for. And you're wondering whether that's the right decision for you to make or not. Because you could be, I mean, you could be responsible for, you know, raising children. You could be in a relationship. How would that affect the relationship that you're in? You know, there's a lot of factors to consider, you know, costs, whatever, whatever the issues are. So prayer is, of course, one way to approach it. So whatever your method of prayer is, some people believe they just ask. They don't, you know, please, you know, guide me, give me a sign, show me, uh, you know, put the right people in front of me. If I'm not supposed to go, then put those people in front of me to help me bring, you know, to help bring me back into realism, you know, mm-hmm. and these sorts of things. So let's say you decided, okay, I, I, I felt in my spirit or in my heart that this is what I'm supposed to do and I'm supposed to, you know, move to this new city and take a job there. But then all of a sudden, after this prayer, this asking, uh, someone in your own city Uh, messages you and emails you and says hey would you like to come in for an interview right so that's a pretty big sign that maybe you should consider going in for that interview before you pack up and take off right because Mm -hmm. you've prayed you've prayed for it and you've asked for you know the right people to come in so you know it's worth then going out to that interview it may be a fit it may not be it may actually be a reflection showing you that no, you are making the right decision to go because this isn't what you want, right? So there's prayer. There's also body signals. So body talk is something that we feel, especially as, you know, as empaths, we feel we feel things. We feel things in our body. We'll get like tingles in our fingers or our our um solar plexus or tingles, you know, on our head. You know, there's there's different messages that come to our body that kind of point us in the direction. 
um, I'm sure most of your readers have experienced anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to make a decision, but it's actually causing you way more anxiety than if you didn't go, that could be a sign. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. subtle, but it could also be a sign that, hey, if I'm having anxiety to this degree, then maybe it's not the right time for me to go right now. Right. And then, of course, there's meditation. Meditation is great because you're you're now what you're doing is you're you're relaxing the body. You're first of all closing your eyes. You're doing some deep breathing, and then you're, which slows down your autonomic impulses in your immune system, and you're able to receive messages a lot more clearly. So you might receive a feeling, or a thought, or you might see a picture, like pictures of things going through your mind like a like a story almost right Mm -hmm. so again that's what's called tapping in tapping into your the signs that your body is giving you right and not just your body your thoughts and your emotions as well so it's it's really (laughs) there's no quick fix answer in the sense but once you get really good at these you know practicing these different um techniques it it becomes second nature it becomes so easy Mm -hmm. that you can then make a decision much more quickly it doesn't take you weeks or days you could literally within the day make up your mind right to to to, and make make a decision yeah now do you consider this a a blessing or a curse because Mm. when you tap into the spirit world right or or the other realms or whatever is going on here are, are, are these connections that we're meant to have? Are, are we supposed to have communication with the other side or these other beings? And, and, and why would you have it and not others? Well, those are lots of questions. Okay. Um, I'm a very curious human being, Rain. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love curiosity. I love um, it. Well, first of all, I've never considered it a curse. Um, when things began happening to me in my 20s, uh, I, st- I started having these visions. You know, I'm wide awake and I'm, you know, having these visions. And I, at first, I just, I was trying to understand it, quite frankly. And I, I you know, my grandmother was psychic. And, you know, I, I'd explain it to her and, and she didn't quite get what was happening with me because most of her stuff came in dreams for her so you know it was really just a quest for me for many years to you know unpack it and and try to understand why it was happening so as these visions continued to happen i started you know i started a journal of course which i recommend to all of your listeners if you're having dreams or you're having any weird stuff happening to you or even if you're you know having a lot of emotional highs and lows journaling is like such a fantastic way to kind of bring everything into a focus and to you know read it over and to understand it and and if you can't fully understand it you know kind of like a book club you know have a friend or two and and you know hash it hash it over or join a club or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. there's lots of stuff online you know on on the groups on facebook and that now right oh so So, you know, just, you know, do your due diligence. But 
I think for one, curiosity, like you mentioned curiosity, I've always been a curious person. So while, while I, I, you know, I enjoyed the, learning about religion and the religious aspect as an adult, because I wasn't raised in a religious family, um, I, I just, I, I guess I just accepted it. I think as, as time went on, I, I learned to accept it. And I learned that, I guess, I felt like it was part of my path. That there was just, there was a reason that I was experiencing the things that I was, and I didn't fully understand why, and that was okay, mm -hmm. you know? That was okay to, to just take my time understanding it and work through it. And so this was after many years. I mean, this was like started in my 20s. And then I remember when I was pregnant with my daughter... Um, I was probably about six, seven months pregnant, and you know, I couldn't, I couldn't really, I wasn't working at the time because I had two little boys at home, and and so I was a stay-at-home mom, and so what, of course, was I worried about? You know, yes, my husband was going out to work, but I was worried about money, right? How are we gonna do this? You know, when you have a young family, you know, yeah. maybe most of us go through that. Um, um. You know, and how, how are we going to afford, you know, formula and diapers and pay the bills and all that kind of stuff. And so I remember getting up in the middle of the night to go to the washroom. And when I walked out, I saw something white to my right. And when I kind of did a double take and looked back, there was an angel sitting on the top of my stairs. Like, literally, like, like, like a, like a man-size angel, all in white wings and all huh. and you know and i look and i mean as fast as i looked you know he disappeared and i was like wow that's kind of crazy that's freaky you know <laughs> so you're like you're amazed but at the same time you're kind of like thrown off a bit too because you're like why did that just happen you know but really, you know, for, for me, as I, you know, I, I peeled it apart and that, I, I thought, well, you know, like, he was probably just there letting me know everything's going to be okay. You know, don't worry about it. And so all of these situations that happened, you know, one after another with me, it really helped me to see things from a different perspective and to have that window into the dimensional world mm -hmm. right and and you know like you said when you when you have you know those uh astral projection type uh experiences mm -hmm. you know you know something's happening to you because you feel different like it, it, it's hard to explain there's nothing you can literally you know pinpoint or put your finger on but you just know that something is happening exactly now, can everybody experience these things? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, you know, if we're not open to it, um, sometimes it takes a little longer, of course, or we may not go as deeply. I mean, we can go our whole lives and never have an experience because we're so, our, our cerebral brain is so caught up into the 3D world that we live in now of materialism. We may never, or or let's say you know you 
you go to you're walking down the street or you go to get in your vehicle and you look down and there's like a whole like pile of coins there mm-hmm. like loonies and dimes and you're like oh it's my lucky day and you pick them up and you put it in your wallet and you don't ever think about it twice mm-hmm. but but someone who's in tune or is an empath and knows that you know kind of that attitude like pennies from heaven knows darn well that there that's a message to that person you know they're they're trying to get your attention on the other side right so i mean it takes they take great joy in communicating with us and it's really been hard over the years for them to communicate because of the heaviness between our world and the universal hemisphere it's it's i mean think of it honestly have have like let's think of in the 1950s or the 1970s or the 1980s how prominent were psychics then oh my goodness especially when you look at the 80s and 90s when you look at the uh, like miss cleo those commercials that used to come on mm-hmm. the tv Oh, call me now. I'll give you everything you need to know. This five dollars a second, or whatever the hell it cost was back then. Yeah, yeah, there weren't many, but when you look, I would say probably in the last five to ten years, like that has just compounded. And yeah, there are people out there that are charlatans, so they call them, mm-hmm. where they're not, where they're not authentic. They're they're or or they're working uh, with dark energy, and and you you can always tell these type of people um, just by the words that they say. If anyone ever, if any of your listeners has ever had a reading by someone that is uh, like presenting the information to them in a fear-based way, then that's that's not of God, obviously. I mean, if, if, if someone's in, a, in an abusive relationship where, you know, could be the man or the woman is abusing the other and and you know the psychic is saying you know you, you might want to consider getting out of that relationship to preserve your life that's different but what i'm saying is a lot of times some of these people that are not authentic will say well you know there's a curse on you give me six hundred dollars and i'll remove it for you <laughs> they're not the right they're not working with the right energy right mm-hmm. so you know it's always keep in mind that there needs to be this commonality of benevolence there needs to be this compassion and what is best for that person right Mm -hmm. and just as we we as as you know empaths and and readers and intuitives do that for others um the angelic realm and even those that have crossed over before us, you know, our grandparents, our parents, um, you know, people have lost childhood friends. They're also uh, available and they want to help us. They want us to prosper. They take great joy in in helping us because think of it. What else are they going to do up there? <laughs> you know, sure. they've. You know they're they're there to help us, and and they will give us those signs. They will absolutely. They'll come to us in dreams. Um, they come to you in however is comfortable for you. You know they're not going to scare you and you know appear at the end of your bed to to startle you. I mean it's it's all about you know they have this compassion and this this intention for good. 
Now, how does one person recognize like who's real and who's fake as far as we were talking about Miss Cleo and those old 900 hotlines. And then we got people like you that want to help people like legitimately want to help people and, 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 and express their concern. How does one person just a typical moron like myself, who's just asking questions and trying to understand this whole thing. How would I find the right person to speak to? Like, how would I know who's fake and who's real, who's spewing bullshit? Just wants my, my, my money or who wants to actually help me and tell them the truth. Well, first of all, it would be that whole fear factor piece. If they're, if they're, you know, impressing upon you fear, you're going to feel it. And if they're, you know, saying that, oh, you know, I want, I'll remove this curse for you. Um, curses, really, when you think of it, they're, they can be real. I mean, people can think negative thoughts about you and you can feel those thoughts, just like if someone is thinking happy thoughts about you and they love you and they adore you you're going to feel those as well right mm -hmm. what what it really does amount to is is you tapping into your own truth to your own level of truth and not allowing someone else to impact you and you know if anything we've <laughs> we've learned so much in this last year and a half like that's mm -hmm. obvious right yeah. i mean there's just so much tyranny and, and, and lies, you know, deception and that happening in the world and people, you know, jumping on the bandwagon to, you know, to create more and more trauma that, mm -hmm. you know, we have, we've, we've had to have learned something in this last year and a half for sure, you know. Um, so fear for sure. And if they're talking about curses and that sort of thing, you want to, you want to stay clear of that. Um and, you know, typically when I do a reading, I have, like, set prices. You know, I don't say, you know, usually, I, like, I have two or three different packages, and I say, you know, what are you more interested in? And they'll share with me, you know, this is what they're looking to understand or to hear or to know. You, you don't you don't go in to see someone and they're charging you $80 and then next thing you know, they said, well, say that, well, that'll be $250. Mm -hmm. You know, like there has to be a set price established in, in, in the onset. So that would be another way to, um, to gauge it as well. Well, I always think about the whole thing where, you know, oh my goodness, your dead grandmother's talking to me right now. And, and you got someone across the table. Oh, what is she saying? What is she saying? Oh, well, she has $5 million hidden in the safe, and the numbers are 9263. Mm -hmm. That typically what's doesn't the last happen. Number? What's the last number? <laughs> That'll be $100 more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that typically doesn't happen. And, you know, even there's times when people will come to me and they're, you know, they're looking for specific people to come to them. And sometimes, you know, someone might show up that they weren't expecting to come to them. Or sometimes that person won't show up at all, right? So, you know, you have to, when you're working with spirit, um, they're finicky too, you know? It's just like us. I mean, there's times we want to do things and times we don't. And it may just not be the time for them to come to you, right? So it, it's not something that you can, you know, just snap your fingers on demand and and expect that they're going to show up, right? Um, there's times when they will. So is it, there anything... It, oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. 
Well, it's just there's a level of authenticity that that you have to follow as a reader. And if you're not feeling that authenticity coming from that person, then they're not giving you what you need, right? So you, you don't want to continue... You know, I've had, I've, I mean, over the years, I've seen readers myself, and you know, I've shared readings with other friends. We've read for each other. Um, you know, you get, you get a feeling when you're, when you're having a reading from someone, whether they're authentic or not. Now, is there anything that you learned from a spirit personally? Because this is why I'm so curious about this. Because some people can see these things, some people can't. And if I'm going to to, to Rain Dalrymple, I'm saying, hey, I, I, I want to talk to my mother who passed away a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> like, how do I know I'm getting the real words from the person I'm trying to reach? And, like, is there anything that, like, you've learned personally from a spirit? Like, are they ever agitated when someone is like, hey, I want to talk to this person? Or are they like, I don't want to fucking talk to this guy, you know? Like, um, I'm dead. I just want to enjoy being dead. I wouldn't say I, I don't I don't feel a lot of agitation. I'll, I I usually so when I'm doing readings I, I get words a lot and and words are great because they give us such clarity, you know, in our own lives. We know how powerful words are. So they'll give me a word or they'll give me uh, an emotion, <clears throat> an emotion or feeling that that they turn into a word for me. And then I also see visually um like i will see my guides they will motion towards me certain things like you know i get i get people coming to me like am i pregnant you know or like one time i did a reading for a girl and well it wasn't even a reading it was she said can you do a reading for me and i said oh sure well we can book a reading and then she said oh i just i found out something today and i just wanted to know if it's true and i said oh well that you're pregnant and she said, oh, my God, nobody knows. My parents don't even know yet. So, <laughs> you know, things like that will happen, right? You know, just all, like, all of a sudden, once it's like Pandora's box. Once that, that window's open and someone asks me a question, you know, the information just floods out, right? It, it's just there, right? Sure. Um, like, I'll, I'll give you an example that happened to me today. So I, I got rid of my couch few days ago and I had been looking for a coach for several days and I had found one and then by the time I got there they had sold it to someone else and I said oh my goodness what am I gonna do so I was looking and looking and and yesterday I had found one it's a, it's about an hour from here an hour's drive and so this morning I got up and I thought oh you know I really should take that drive but then that's gonna be gas in the vehicle and it's so hot out and then I thought, no, you know, let I'll just get a few things done and then I'll hop in and, and go and grab it. And my guide just said to me, no, don't go and get that couch. There's going to be a couch available to you today. And I said, oh, okay. Because think of it. I don't know whether that's like my actual guide talking to me or is that just my chatter in my brain or is it some, um, what do you call them, um, malevolent, you know, mischievous, troublemaking uh, entity talking to me. I, Thank you for saying that, because right? I wanted to ask you, like how, like, how do you know which one's doing which? Sometimes you don't know right away. Sometimes you just have to wait, like I did today, and let it play out, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I 
you know, I finished the dishes and, you know, watered the lawn and that. And then I came in and I sat down. I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to look again. This is like the third time since early this morning that I looked on, you know, on the marketplace ads. And I go on there and, oh, my goodness, there was a couch almost identical <laughs> to the couch that I've been wanting. <laughs> and it said, posted an hour ago and it's free. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I messaged right away, and I said, uh, hey, where can I come and pick it up? She gives me the address. It's eight minutes away. I drive there, pick up this couch, and I'm not kidding you. It's like it's brand new. It's like I just <sighs> took it out of the store. Not one stain on it. It's like a $900 couch that she just decided to give away because she bought a new one. That's incredible. <laughs> like, right? So our guides are like so amazing. When we tap in and we're willing to be open to it, they can like just share so much bounty with us and abundance. Like it not that it would have been a bad thing if I would have, you know, gone in and gotten that other couch, but I would have paid for it. And yeah. I would have paid my gas to go there. So how much better is this? <laughs> right? And exactly. it's like closer to the one that I wanted. So it's like the abundance is so fruitful and it's so amazing and it's so loving. And that's what I really like my message to people is like, guys, like awakening is the most amazing experience ever. Like you can still follow your religion if you want to because to me like i had said to you earlier it's it's more of like a rule system and it helps to guide you sometimes and and it helps you to be a good human being i think to a degree there's value i think in in religion or philosophies or any of these things that are important to our evolution but how much like this just is like the icing on the cake when we're tapped into consciousness because they can see things and they know things that we are not even privy to like we we there's no way that i would have even known right sure. and for them to say that to me you know no just hold on you know there there's a couch that's going to come available today for you right here right so this is the beauty of consciousness it's they're always willing to help. They always have a wealth of information, protection, love, all of those good things that can help us and to help us evolve and mature and and like to be like the best person that we can be, you know? Have you ever had a conversation with one of these beings like, so why do you do this or why haven't you passed on to this? Because as a person who doesn't have the gift that you have, obviously, I think of heaven and hell because I, I am not a religious person. I, I, I consider myself agnostic. So I don't disbelieve, but I don't believe as well. Um, right. So for people that are saying, like, what happens to the spirit in the afterlife? Are you destined to just go to this place where you have these otherworldly great things happening because I'm told that heaven is this place where everything great happens, everyone that you've ever loved that passed away is there. They're throwing rose petals at your feet. They love you and everything that you want is there. And hell is this horrible abomination of a place where you burn in hell. What happens to the people that are still lingering around and, and leaking information 
to mediums like is this like a purgatory is this a, a medium ground like have they ever explained this to you what happens when you pass away and what the roles to, are to a degree so as far as heaven and hell i mean again i also have like those religious type of um ideas you know or or, or teachings implanted sure. in in my in my brain because of you know attending church for all those years do i do i believe there's a heaven and hell i you know i really don't know what the consensus is on that yet for myself because i mean i have seen and i have heard people share experiences that they have been in hell they've got they have gone uh out of their body and had like you know say they were you know having a, a bad drug trip or something right where they yeah. you know had too much and you know and and they literally felt like they died and they they went to hell and they had this experience and it was not pretty and it was very scary and and so though their their experiences were real right to them they they had that experience and i can't i can't say for sure it happened but i can't uh, nullify it either because that was their experience and when we look at uh, earth i mean we have to agree um that the earth has had a lot of you know i call them good and and dark or evil or or light and and dark experiences across the entire earth good things happen to people all the time but so too do not good things happen people lose their children in car accidents uh to crib death all kinds of stuff happens that is not happy and so mm -hmm. it's really hard for us to you know in our humanness to understand that because when we love someone and they're taken from us even pets i mean i've lost pets over the years it's really hard to understand why a loving god would you know allow something like that to happen but we i think one one way to kind of bring it into a level of of common sense is that you know yes good things happen and and bad things happen too and we really do live on you know a lot of people say that this is hell you know there's there's yeah hellish experiences that we go through like i mean when you think of this last you know 17 months of what we've been going through there's been a lot of awful things happen there's been a lot of people that have died have sacrificed their lives have been killed there's a lot of things that have gone on um i agree right and and we really just shake our heads and and we it really causes us to pause and and try to understand the whole thing but also to understand like our micro perspective on on our own values and and how we feel about life and how we feel about things it's caused us to question for sure and so you know when we talk about you know i i think as far as going to the other side i've had some experiences in my life so for example when my grandmother passed away um many years ago when we went up to view her body and i put my hand on her she was like hard as a rock you know there was like like there was no life in her it was just like i was touching li literally like a piece of furniture like a table or a rock she was that hard right mm -hmm. so it really made me realize in that moment 
that she wasn't in there anymore, right? Her her spirit, her soul had moved on moved on out of her body. And so then when, you know, you know, I was grieving her loss and I had gone back to work like the following week. And at that time I was working in a plastics plant and it was very noisy. And we were pulling, you know, parts for cars off of the machinery and that. So I'm bawling, right? All of a sudden, every once in a while I would lose it because I just missed her so dearly. And I'm just bawling. And all of a sudden I look over and she comes walking. So think of it like a hologram or like a holographic image. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's sort of what it looked like. She just came sauntering over beside me and she sat down at a table and just started drinking tea. And she said, hi, hun. And I just looked at her. And, and so to conceptualize what, how was she talking to me? It was like she was talking in my mind and mm. I was seeing this visual uh, drama or, or scene like playing out before me. And, and I said, you know, hi, Nan. And, and I said, you know, I, I just miss you so much. Like, I, I, I just, and she said, you know what, it's okay. She said, it's okay. And you know what, when you come here, you're going to see it's just so beautiful. And she had, it was so amazing because she had all her dogs that had passed away. <laughs> and any of my pets that had passed away were all gathered around her. Oh. And there was green, green grass, just lush, lush green grass. And then she put her teacup down and she said, well, I have to go now, hun. And all of them sauntered off with her. Mm. And it was just, it was beautiful. such a beautiful and surreal experience. But, you know, she can't, She has come to me, you know, a few times and she's come to me in my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it just... You know, when, when you start having these kind of separate experiences, but yet they kind of blend together, you start to get a picture of what it's like on the other side. You start to get, you know, have some understanding that we, you know, we don't end. When we leave here, mm. we don't we don't end. This is just, you know, some people will say, like, this is just the role we're playing while we're here. This is just like a play. We come here and we're living out a role. Um, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, even if we believe in reincarnation um, and that we do, you know, come back and are reborn again. And if anyone ever wants to um, read a really good book on that, it's a quick read. It's by uh, Eddie J. Fisher. I think Eddie. Okay. But Fisher for sure, or L. Fisher, I think it is, F-I-S-C-H-E-R. And it's called Life Between Life. And he was, uh, he was a hypnotherapist, and he stumbled upon the fact that people are, like, out there floating around in between lives when they go from this life to the next. And he stumbled upon this during a hypnosis session and, and then continued to delve into it and, and wrote a book on it. And it just really gives you, like, a, a really uh, simple... Um, outline and, and explanation that you know people have had these experiences so even if we do live again or we have lived in the past this is the life we're living now right and so why not make the best of it and why not uh, be the best person that we can be
you know, in this life, in this lifetime. Oh, exactly. And, right? Oh, yeah. But a, a lot of people are going to come to you for guidance. And I want to ask you this. Uh, how do you deal with skeptics or people that try to challenge you and, and try to figure out if what you're saying and seeing is real? How do you deal with that and, and separate who you're trying to help versus, you know, just people are trying to screw with you? I don't really get a lot of skeptics anymore. In the beginning, um, when I was learning and I was on that learning curve, um, they were actually challenging to me. They were detrimental to me in some ways because, you know, they'd come to me for a reading and then they'd say, well, you know, it says in the Bible, you're not supposed to talk to mediums. And, you yeah. know, and, and so then I feel guilty and I'd feel bad because, I mean, I love God and I don't want to, like, get on his wrong, his bad side, right? Mm-hmm. And and I would, you know, then I'd put everything up on the shelf and I'd, I'd walk away from it. But then something would always happen to draw me back. Like someone would come to me, you know, months later and say, you know, I'm really in a bad way. Can you do a reading for me? Or, you know, I lost this person in my life and, and you know, can you help me with that? You know, um, so, it, you know, God's a patient God and and, you know, it takes time to you know, to um, develop our skills when we're learning and growing. And, you know, eventually I just I just stopped, I guess, in my energy form, I guess. I, I just decided from now on I'm not going to, to um, put this on the shelf because I'm actually helping people. Mm-hmm. And if, if I was given this gift, I was given this gift for that reason, to help. So... I'm not going to do a disservice to myself as well as to anyone that needs that help. And so those those kind of people don't really come to me anymore. And and it's just like trying to, you know, share your beliefs with someone about, you know, religion or spirituality or whatever it is. Um, I don't I don't invest that time anymore with people like if if they don't believe to that degree then I'm not going to expend my energy um, in that area. Mm-hmm. Like I'll share the, I'll share a few things with them. Like if they want to know, I'm open to absolutely, you know, I want to, I want to help them to expand their mind. Just like if I want to learn about how an engine functions on a vehicle and I'm in the mood to learn about that, you know, I might go and have a chat with a mechanic or my mechanic about, exactly. you know, right like if i'm open to it why wouldn't i want to learn so i just look at it that way in a more positive light um you and usually all those right people come then because you know i've shifted my my um perceptions i've shifted my belief system and so then those right people will come to me now right oh yeah now being someone that's so connected to the other side I know a lot of people are going to want to know the answer to this question, so I'm going to ask it right now. Okay, shoot. <laughs> Which religion gets it right? Which religion is the correct religion? Can you answer that, or is it just something that's just beyond the spectrum of, of, of who you can contact or and talk to? Well, I could give you my version, but let's just see what they have to say. If, okay. they, if, they, if they will. Let's see if they will. That's my thing. Like, I just want to know which one's right. Because there's so many different religions out there. Mm -hmm. So they're saying to me, people must 
ascertain to the religion that speaks to their heart because all are different and unique in their each and own ways and there is no specific right way and there is no specific wrong way we are all one and we must all unify and come together in our differences to share in the oneness that's hmm. what they're saying so my version of that would be you know when we are when we are practicing our religion so i identify as a christian slash spiritualist so imagine you know when i was going through all of this you know i was going to church at that time and i would get judged because <laughs> you know i'm i'm doing readings and then when i'm doing readings people would judge me because i'm a christian oh well how come you're not buddhist or how come you're not you know so it was really for a while there it was it was quite a challenge to find my own level because there was judgment no matter where i turned so the way i look at it is god is my source and he is my light and he is my strength and so therefore if i am attuning myself to god's source and the energy that god gives then that is what is right you know that is that is what is in alignment with who i am right and mm -hmm. so you know why i like that interpretation is because we know that there's a lot of satanic stuff that goes on Lots. worldly and we're hearing a lot of that in this last little over a year and it's really sad and it's really hard to hear some of this and they might say, well, we have just as much a right to practice our religion as you do yours, which has always been the battle amongst yeah. religions, right? But the reality of it is, is so we live, how I differentiate the earth and the heavenly realms is that in the heavenly realms, I know for a fact that there's not, uh, there's not discord and there's not anger and there's not ego and there's not all of those things because how could the universe possibly function in its optimum wealth if if there were all of that in 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 the universal realms there is nothing but good energy there's nothing but good uh vibes basically you know higher vibrations but on the earth unfortunately this is the place where everyone comes to learn it's a learning school and so unfortunately in some ways and fortunately in others because we grow um this is where there are going to be variations and there are going to be differences and so you know for me the way i look at it is that if you're practicing a religion that is not benevolent then that's where the problem is now, what about people out there that are listening to this podcast? So we get thousands upon thousands of people listening to this show. Uh, I just want to know, like, how they can, if, if if you could offer words of advice for people to tap into their own spiritual realm or just see the things that you're seeing, how can they get into that mindset? How How can they get into the mystical world? Like, what kind of practices can they do? to to reach another realm 
Well, first of all, it's we need to get out of our headspace. So I'm a thinker, and obviously, I mean, when you write a book, you're in your head a lot. But you, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to bump yourself out of that overthinking. So overthinking is is a huge detriment when it comes to the metaphysical and spirituality because it, it acts like a blocker because it, it what it does is it sets us up to resistance so when we're meditating that's what can free us from that heavy brain fog and mindset mm -hmm. so when we're meditating and you know what when you're meditating like you don't have to start out oh my god i have to sit down for hours and i have to you know you don't want to put pressure on yourself like that because that's just going to make it even harder on yourself sure. so you know you know they can easily just go there's like thousands upon thousands of videos online where people do guided meditations that would be the best place to start would be to find a guided meditation and just sit and they'll walk you through it it's so simple you just sit down or lay on your couch or lay on your, you know I lay on my bed all the time and or you know on my couch and I and I do it because I find I'm very relaxed that way but then <laughs> you know I'm in the middle of the meditation and I fall asleep right mm -hmm. which you know is that's fine you know I always you know when I don't get to see the whole meditation all the way through I'm kind of upset with myself after because I fell asleep and didn't get the end of the story but you know it's it's you know we can you know wake up and we can pick up where we left off we can rewind the the video and and listen you know continue again so just play with it right so just be be open you know find a guided meditation online and just be open to it just basically all they're going to do is just get you to relax do some deep breathing and and walk you through a guided meditation that's a great place to start pressures off you just mm -hmm. see what you see, you hear what you hear, you may hear and see nothing for the first 10 times you do it. You, you know, you just don't know. Don't set yourself up for expectations um, that might disappoint you. Just be open and go with the flow. Um, basically, sure. I, I, I would just say that that's probably the best place to start. The mm -hmm. second... The second um, piece would be you know pick up some books go to value village like up I, they've got books there for six bucks or ten bucks and you know pick up a book if anyone wants to you know tap into my book and there's like tons of stories in there of of you know where i nearly died in car accidents and things like that where angels came in and interceded and there's lots of practical stuff in there i have practical buoyancy uh tips at the end of each chapter to to just kind of get you used to, you know, simple things like lighting some candles and just, you know, putting some soft music on and, and relaxing or having a bubble bath. It's not, you know, a ton, you know, heavy stuff. But if, you know, if they if they want to uh, pick up my uh, paperback, they can message me. Um, and they, if 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 they like, if they want to book a session with me, I'll give them the ebook free. Oh. Um, so yeah, by all means, you know, just um, shoot me an email at uh, sitebeyondsite222 at gmail.com and um, they can also check out my website at uh, sitebeyondsite.org 
And I've got all kinds of stuff on there. There's tons of stuff in there. So, yeah, just connect with me. I'm open to doing a discovery call with them, which is free, of course. It's all about, you know, connecting and communicating and, and understanding. But, you know, I, di I did want to just make one point. We were talking about energy and we were talking about uh, heaven and, and earth. And oh. Oh, what yeah. I did want to say that, you know, as much as I believe that there's, you know, um, that the heavenlies and, and the universal hemisphere is, is all about good and there's there's a lot of, you know, amazing angels up there, you know, helping us and, and you know, I've, I've had visions and seen thousands of them just all, you know, st you know, standing there, you know, standing around me or, or around whatever I was visualizing. I mean, they are real and they're, they're there. But also keep in mind that, you know, there are dark forces. If there if there's dark forces here, there's also dark forces there. And sure. and you know, yeah, like you know, you know how they talk about, you know, how Satan is the fallen angel and that sort of thing. There also are dark entities um, that are fighting for power and, and that's why we're seeing, you know, the multitudes of, of uh, confusion across the earth right now, because what happens up there is happening down here now, right? So they're, they're you know, I literally, this will freak you out. Um, oh. About a month ago, um, I had a friend, couple friends over and we were having a bonfire and uh, one of my friends, she wanted to throw in this, this powder and it, it like makes the flames all go different colors. And so it was just really pretty, right? You throw the wood in and you mm. throw the, this powder on and all the colors, blue and red and all, all that come out. And so we all started snapping some pictures. And so as as I was snapping these pictures, we looked at them after and like you can literally, because our conversation that night was a lot. It was heavy around, you know, COVID and restrictions and everything that was happening. Oh, yeah. And so guess what showed up in the fire? There was literally the form of a devil in the fire that night. And I was just freaking out. I'm like, this is too much. And then they left. And I thought, well, I'm going to sit out here for a little bit longer by myself and threw another log on the fire and took a few pictures. And out of the two or three pictures that I took, there was literally an angel and a devil in above the flames in the same picture. Oh, God. It was just unbelievable i even posted it on facebook because i was like i didn't even say anything i was just like i posted it to see what people would say and sure. some people saw it but some didn't so see again it's always about perception and where we're at in our understanding right but what mm -hmm. that showed me was that that was the energy across the earth there was that that dark evil energy that was floating across the earth globally but then by the end of the night, they showed me that was the war that was going on right now, right? Mm. And I've had images, like I've, I've like, you know, when I've, you know, done people's cards or, or just maybe done my own or just been in a meditative state, I I've could feel those, you know, the good and, and, and the bad fighting in, in the heavenly realms. Like, it's, it's just crazy to think that we're in this right we're in this like this place so to speak and it's real 
and it's it's alive and so what that also shows us is that we as people have the power to navigate our lives yay or nay you know <laughs> for or against something right and so it shows us that we are powerful and we have the power to create positive change and that's what we're here for that's what we're here to do even in all of this mess now let me ask you a few questions here in closing um what's the weirdest request that someone ever came to you and saying like hey i want to speak to this person that passed away recently can you help me get in contact with them and this is what i want to ask them what's the weirdest question that anyone has ever come to you for to speak to someone in the afterlife well one of the the scenarios that pops up in my mind was um i did a reading for a young lady about a year ago and it could be a little more than a year ago now and uh she had had her partner pass away and so you know i don't put a lot of emphasis on that in the beginning you know she did want to know a little bit about him and what happened to him you know energetically and emotionally and all that kind of stuff um but you know we just we just did the reading and it was just you know about her career and that kind of stuff and then she asked me you know do you see what happened to him and so i said well you know i see like a river of some kind like in in like a mud bank and like I see grass and then going into a mud bank and then this river and then I I see him in this river like like he was walking in it and she said oh yeah he he actually uh that's where he passed away and I said oh my goodness so then I I think we then did a you know a subsequent um reading sometime after that and she said you know i don't know what's happening but like i'm finding like articles of my clothing all over the house and i'm not putting them there and my kids aren't putting them there and i said well that's him you know he's he's being playful with you and i could see him laughing you know i could see him just like thinking this was the funniest thing on earth right <laughs> and you know he'd hide like artists articles of clothing in all these like really weird places and then and then i saw him sitting on the kitchen counter watching her cook and she was just like she just gasped and i said why and she said because i used to he loved to cook and i used to sit on the counter or stand in the kitchen while he cooked and i would talk to him oh shit so she's like now i said well now he's with you he's watching you cook right so and always with this laughter with him always with this big smile and this like playful mischievous funness about him right mm -hmm. so you know i really get to see a lot of neat things and i really get to experience a lot of wonderful things when people you know come to me with their questions it's it's always just such a pleasure and it's such a joy um to you know here we've got this person who just loved him so deeply and missed him so much and i was just able to bring joy to her you know passing these messages on to her and it just i think it just makes people's lives a lot lighter 
you know, to know that, that they're with them, you know, because a lot of times people will come to me and they'll say, yeah, I feel, um, I've had lots of like different feedback on that. Yeah. I, you know, one, one, uh, mother and her daughter, the son had passed away and I kept seeing this feather and him tickling his sister's nose when she was sleeping. And uh, she said, oh my goodness, yes, I wake up all the time and I'm, my nose is itchy and I know it's him, you know. And so it's just that confirmation, right? A lot of times people know. They know that someone is with them. They they feel, you know, their hair swish when when there's no one in the room and they feel, you know, there's no air conditioning on or no heat vent on and they feel, you know, their hair move. They know something is happening to them right and so just me being able to tap in and and you know pass on that information to them i think is comforting you know it, it helps them to to move through that the grief that that is there to a degree right oh oh yeah i definitely agree and uh i do want to ask you this question here because there's a lot of movies out here that deal with psychics mediums and just people that have these connections to the other world or plane or whatever you want to call it which ones, in your opinion, get it right? Mm. As far as all the movies, well, that you know, the the one that just keeps coming to mind is is Ghost for sure. Like I really, that that movie helped to open my, you know, my centers. You know, as far as as believing, you know, believing that something can happen. And, and not only that, like, you know, there was the whole psychological piece, like how, you know, his partner was doing laundering money and, and uh, you know, he was there to, you know, avenge his death, so to speak, and, and to, um, you know, to bring some resolution, you know, to what happened to him, but also to comfort her because they were just so in love, right? So, yeah. you know, that one comes to mind. And I, I like a lot of the... Um, I like a lot of the real life uh, documentary type dramas when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, the Long Island Medium. Uh, what is that one fellow out of uh, L.A.? He he uh, he. De- not Macaulay Culkin. It's not it's not him, is it? Um, I haven't watched it in a long time because I don't have cable. But um, he he was quite accurate with his. Um, with his, uh, you know, meeting with the celebrities, he what he does is he he will the morning of going to do the reading, he sits with a piece of paper and he kind of just does the swirling thing on paper, and then all of a sudden he'll get like different uh, messages on paper. I've done that too, you know, where I haven't had cards, mm-hmm. because you know you have to be flexible and you have to be in it. It it like forces you to open yourself up and to uh, connect with them on a different level, right? And and then you start sure. to hear better and that sort of thing. But quite honestly, right now, I can't think of, of any others. I'm sure there's tons, but I really like the, the, the documentaries because they really go to the heart of things. Um, there are so many people out now that are awakening and that have been awakened um, that, you know, share their... Share sure. their you know their journeys and their experiences mm-hmm. there's just like too many to mention right now and I, I can't think of all of them um, 
but that would be the one movie per se. Can you can you think of a few that you're thinking of that I could comment on? The movie Ghost, in my opinion, and and like I've had quite a few people on the show here that have had these experiences with the astral plane and people from mm-hmm. from like people that passed away, whatever. They always cite the movie Ghost, and that's how I would like it. Being a person who is not of faith but does believe that there's something out there, but I'm not sure what the hell it is. Yeah. That's how I would like my afterlife to be, is just being, like, I, I stand out of my soul. Mm-hmm. I look down at my body, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, th- this happened. How can I, you know, just keep going or just keep mm-hmm. making this energy move and do something else? So that's how I wish things would be. But the whole factor of this all is no one knows. Like, no one knows. Like, no one can honestly say with 100% surety that this is what happens. Like, you go to heaven, you go to hell. You go to purgatory, mm-hmm. you go to this, you go to this, or whatever right. religion you practice. No one knows. We don't absolutely know. Of course not. Yeah. I mean, like, we, because people have had experiences in both, you know, on both sides of the fence, right? They've, a lot of people have had really good experiences, and others have had not very good experiences. Um, there's a book out, Betty J.E.D., Embraced by the Light. That was one of the very first books I read. And, and she had, you know, gone, she had hemorrhaged in the hospital and she had gone out of her body. And so she was like a forerunner in this in this uh, field because she was just, you know, a, a family mom and, and wife and, and had this experience and, and came out and, you know, shared it at a time very brave soul because you know when you're when you're any kind of a way leader in a field it's it's you know you're you're gonna get some backlash to a degree because um you know people don't you know might not believe you and there's another fellow he was a a doctor uh it's called heaven is in the title and he he would it's in my book actually i cite him in my book so but he um he ended up uh, going out, of, like out of his body, and uh, they had basically figured he him for for dead because he was out like in a coma for like seven days or something like that. Oops. And uh, when he came back, he was a surgeon, I believe. And when he came back, he ended up once he learned how to talk again and um, and and walk and write and all that kind of thing, he eventually uh, wrote wrote a book on his experience so there's a lot of uh i I like the fact that he was in the medical industry in the medical field and had that experience because um he he didn't believe in it before that Mm -hmm. and then you know he had this experience so you know it really transformed him and um you know i'm sure many people that have read his book and he's done some documentary type um, movies on it. Oh, now I just thought of another one. Oh. Do you remember that movie? I'm not sure what it's called. It's it's it, again. It's got the miracle something title in it, and uh, it's where the little girl gets really sick, and for a year they're like her her stomach bloats and everything. Yes. And then, right, and she ends up falling in the tree near the end of the movie, and I don't want to give it away what happened, but. Um, uh, that was a beautiful movie too, but it really was a, a beautiful account of of uh, in- interception from a higher realm, and it really tested the mother's faith. 
you know, she she actually became agnostic through the experience because she couldn't understand why God wasn't healing her daughter. And things were just getting worse and worse and worse. And it looked like they were going to lose her, right? Yeah. So it, it really challenged her faith for sure. Now, there's a couple of questions I always have to ask people here that are really big on faith. And this is how I want to end the show here. You know, just to give you a couple of questions to kind of just give people an idea of who you are and what you're about and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as being a psychic and medium, because there's a lot of people out there, and I know that there's a lot of people that are going to listen to the show and are saying, hey, is she real? Is she just a phony? Is she trying to get her money? Like, people obviously want to know the answers to these questions. I want to ask you this, because coming from a person who's very smart, obviously, you're a very intelligent person, you have had these incredible life experiences, is there ever a moment where you are the person that you are and you're sitting there in your own private moments with it's just you and yourself and your thoughts. Right. Have you ever thought to yourself, am I the crazy one? Am I seeing things that aren't really there? Oh, I went through that, you know, in the trying times for sure. You know, when you're having these experiences, like when you first start having them, you, you don't know who to turn to. To, at least when I was going through it. Sure. I mean, things weren't as evolved as they are now today. And so, yeah, of course, you you know, and, you know, and I'm having dreams that I'm schizophrenic and, you know, all these mm-hmm. sorts of things. But, you know, as you go through the experiences, like you mentioned faith, I don't think faith is something that you can teach someone. I really don't. Like, sure. you know, like I wasn't raised in a, a religious family. You know, we didn't we didn't go to church i mean i went to church a bit you know up until i was five my mom took me but then after that you know we didn't we didn't uh, our family as as a family system did not did not practice any type of religion at all or or was there very little talk of it in the in the home at all like there was no talk of god or anything like that so i think that sometimes when we're called we are just called and i started seeking out going to church when i was 15 on my own and and you know and that continued off and on in salt and pepper ways you know right into my 20s and then when i had my children of course you know i really felt strongly that i wanted to raise them you know with some kind of you know principles and i felt mm-hmm. that that was that was a a good avenue for me to walk in with them and then that later on in life they could make their own decisions and their own choices and they could choose to you know continue practicing it or walk away from it whatever you know they decisions they would choose to make would be their own but i i think that i think that the only way that faith develops is by Yes, you can listen to other people's stories, you can read the books, you can watch the movies, all of those things, and those absolutely are wonderful tools to help us. But really, it's something that has to be felt within our spirit. And when I say that, I mean, because some people might be having a difficult time trying to understand, well, what does she mean when she says spirit? Like, what what in the heck does that even mean? And really, what it is, is like, you know, just take a moment just to just breathe and to take some deep breaths 
and place your hand on your heart as you do that, you know. And, and often, too, I'll place another hand on my solar plexus, which is just above your navel. And, and just do some deep breathing and just feel your heart. You know, feel it beating. Feel your breaths going in and going out. And ask some of those serious questions that you want to know the answers to. And that's what we call connecting. That's what we call tapping in. Because our soul is alive. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it is part of the greater cosmic realm. We, when we leave this body, we still go on to exist, but in a different way. It's like we walk, I have, I have a friend, well, actually, he was my mentor for many years, and how he used to describe it, he says it's like a woman having a pair of pantyhose on, <laughs> and you step out of the pantyhose, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you've got these pantyhose on, and they're, they're, you know, they're part of who you are while you have them on. But when you step out of them, they're just sitting there on the floor lifeless. Exactly. And you walk on. You walk forward. And that's kind of like what it would be like, right? It's, it's like when you're, when you're connected to your soul, which is interwoven with your spirit and your heart, right? So when you are sitting there and you have your hand on your heart and you're you're breathing and you're still. So in stillness, you are connecting with your spirit, which is in turn connecting with your soul. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, you know, over the years have been very unhappy in their jobs, right? They, they hate going to work every day. They want to be doing something different. And so when we allow ourselves those precious moments to be still and connect, with our heart and then our spirit and our soul, we may find that that takes us in, onto like a different path. And we realize, you know, yeah, I don't really want to be doing this job anymore. I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to become an electrician or mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to school and become an interior designer. Uh, you know, it, it's, it has the ability to allow us to be happier in our lives. That's the really cool thing about it all, is that Three. we can actually be happier when we're connected to, mm -hmm. you know, our heart's desires and our passions, right? So those are just some of the things that I teach in the courses that I run. If anyone wants to hear more about it, shoot <laughs> me a message, like I said, and, and I would love to, you know, talk with them. And, you know, because to me, it's all that's all it is about. That's all that life is about is love for sure is the is the core and that's loving ourselves and loving others and, and the only way that we're gonna get to that is if we're happy. Right? I and doing doing what we wanna be doing, right? I'm sure you can you can attest oh. to that, right? Oh, one million percent. And I do wanna ask you this in closing, because you are Canadian, so I do have one part Canadian question. Okay. And I do have one other question for you here. So my other question would be, where can people find you and where can people get all everything Rain Dalrymple? And my Canadian question would be, who is going to win the Stanley Cup this I year? I have no idea. I'm not into sports. Really? I'm like, oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm very, I'm the least sports 
minded person. I mean, having said that, I've played sports over the years, you know, tennis, and I, I was even on the football team in high school. So I, you know, there's, I love, there are some sports that I love, but I don't really like follow sports. So I, you could probably tell me better than I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just spend so much time absorbed in all of this stuff and creating programs and talking to people that, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not involved in it much at all. <laughs> so hmm. that, that, sorry, I kind of blunted That's your okay. Canadian question. And That's where fine. can they find me again? They can just, you know, to just simplify things because I'm in the process of adding, I've changed my, my company name to uh, Inspired Sac Sacred Soul. But right now, you know, just everything goes to the site beyond site, um, dot org and you know they can just go there there's there's a contact form just send me an email and let's chat and um learn something from each other i guess i think it's great and the fact that you're doing something that is going to legitimately help people is a huge plus in my book and uh i I really would just want to say thank you for coming on the show. And I've known that we tried to do this a few times and people don't understand this because this is the whole uh, magic of radio mm -hmm. is that you can make things happen and they just happen. But people well, don't you know, know the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know what's really great about all of this? Yeah. Um, because, I mean, why didn't I write this book, you know, five years ago or, mm -hmm. or two years ago? Why, why did it come out now? And I think one of the really pertinent points to to look at is that the fact that we are as as an earthly realm we are ascending dimensionally now and there's no ifs ands or buts about it we are evolving our earth is is growing and changing and we you know we're on the th 3d realm of earth right now and what's happening is is we're also ascending into that and through that fourth dimensional tunnel of change and that's why right now there's so many differing opinions and differing um understandings and we're all at different levels of growth in our our spiritual evolution and and progression yeah. but we're all heading to the same place which is the beautiful thing in it all we're all heading to that fifth dimensional realm of of greater understanding and greater consciousness and and as we continue you know, maybe this time next year, if you have me back on, we'll we'll have like shifted, you know, again, many more degrees and many more levels and we will be lighter beings um, dimensionally, which is just to me is just such a fantastic and beautiful thought that we can be so much more. And, you know, just the fact that, you know, when we look at uh, issues across the globe that we can actually solve some of these problems like um, that are that are compounded globally you know you know the with with ideas and and with creation like creativity and we can actually solve some of these problems as global warming and things like that with with that higher consciousness, you know, not just this, you know, yes, we have to bring that practical piece in, which is wonderful. And, and that's where our skills come in. If we're trained in 
know, as a biologist or as a chemist or a scientist or whatever our, our field of study is, but also that we will grow during this time and we are continuing to grow and we are going to make this earth a better place consciously through coming into our own awareness of consciousness, right? And, and becoming better people and creating a better earth. I love it. I love the message. I love everything that you're saying. And Rain, you have nothing to worry about. You will always be welcome back on the show. No matter whatever you have to plug, promote whatever you have going on in your life. Because I know that the sky's a limit for you. Because people like you have a gift that is, is, is rarely given to human beings. And the fact that you have such a gift and that you are willing to share it with the world is something well, we can't take for so granted. Much. Thank you so much, nerd. And I still feel weird calling you nerd, but thank you so much, nerd. And um, it's fine. You, you, you know, I look forward to coming on another time, and and uh, I just look forward to hearing from your listeners. And I and I wish you all the best. Oh well, thank you as well. And uh, you know, you are one of the most sought after guests that we've had on the show because people always want to know the unknown and they want to know exactly what happens when your eyes shut for the last time what happens after that am i doing the right things am i following the right people the right beliefs and things like that so Mm. i'm happy that you came on to shed some light thank you thank you so much and what's so great about all of that is everyone can get to that place where they can answer all those questions themselves eventually right as we as we grow and as we learn from each other. So I, I'm glad to be of help and and I look forward to coming back again. Oh, absolutely. Insight Beyond Sight, where can we buy that book again? They can get it directly through me or they can get it on Amazon or through the Friesen Press bookstore. It's all, all of those options are right on the site. And they will also be in the description of this podcast episode. People, please click the links below and uh, show Rain some love because this woman is doing things that other people are afraid to do and are just incapable of doing themselves. So thank you, Rain, for coming on the show. And thank you for being such a helpful person in the planet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now.